if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world, world of, of food. food. First, if your kids love Disney and McDonald's, they're going to be thrilled to hear that the two have teamed up with each other and they're going to do McDonald's Happy Meal. Everyone is going to include two toys from the collection of 60 characters from Disney, Star mm. Wars, Pixar, Marvel, Mickey and Minnie. Um, so even from their new movie, Wish, that's coming out. Second, yesterday we told you about Thanksgiving pizza. Now it's Baskin Robbins bringing you turkey fixins ice cream. Mm. It even has swirls of cornbread dressing and cranberry sauce in it. Mm. And finally, in the world of food, you're not the only one rushing Christmas. Everyone's talking about, oh, come November 1st, like mm-hmm. right after trick or treat, I'm decorating. Uh, well, Wendy's is bringing back the peppermint frosty November 14th. Wow. That's a little early, mm-hmm. don't you think? Yeah, I tried to find out when Chick fil A's peppermint shake is coming out, yeah. and I can't find a date. I will admit, though, um, every Christmas, I see that you probably see them in the stores. I don't know if you've ever bought one. It's a box, and it's called Panettone. It's Italian bread, and it's got the raisins and cranberries, and sometimes they'll they'll do pistachio ones or lemon-flavored ones or even chocolate-flavored ones, Panettone. I got on a Panettone kick like five years ago, and it hasn't stopped. I saw them on display at Trader Joe's the other day. I almost bought one, and I was like, no! No, it's too soon. I like fitting into my pants. I can't can't start the Panatoni Express this early. So, but I see you, Panatoni. I'll be coming for you soon. Just not yet. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? Because you're so into this. The Panatoni? Yeah, and I'm I not do. I'm not a fan. I love it. I, I even it. um bought one for our friend Mary who calls the show all the time. Yeah. She was like, I'm Panatoni curious. And I'm like, I'll get you one. And I sent it home with her husband. She's yeah. like, yeah, not not my favorite. Huh? It's I, just too much. It's just bread. I think it might it's be a flavored th- bread. Throwback to when I was a kid. My mom would make raisin bread. She would make a uh, Polish recipe of raisin bread, but it's mm-hmm. kind of similar uh, to that. You know that phrase in that song, "God bless the broken road that mm-hmm. led me to you." Mm-hmm. Uh, I have the best story for you about a couple's journey to become mom and dad in just a minute. Man, if you are on the journey of infertility, my heart is with you. I've been there. It's so hard. It's so stressful. Month after month of disappointment. And someone who was on that road for many, many years is a really sweet couple from Pennsylvania named Zach and Brittany Wolf. And they got married way back in 2015. Could not wait to become parents. And as everything does with infertility, didn't go as expected. Mm -hmm. Years of infertility, tragic pregnancy losses. Uh, they tried to adopt and they had some uh, disappointments there. And fast forward to a happy ending today that hopefully will give you some hope if you're hoping to become a mom or a dad. They have become the parents of four babies in three months. Wow. And here's what happened. No kidding. By the way, because of that, they now call their uh, their social media the Wolf Pack because <laughs> their last name is Wolf. I think that's, that's so adorable. I love that. But here's what happened. Like They were just like pursuing every venue possible to become parents, as you can tell from the recap I just gave you. Well, they found out about this little baby girl named Charlie that needed a forever family. Um, and so they were in the process of looking into that, like, okay, let's adopt her. And then they heard about embryo adoption because those of you who know about fertility treatments know there are millions and millions of frozen embryos in storage in the United States. So they decided, you know what, let's try to adopt some embryos. So the doctor implanted three of them into Brittany. All three (laughs) 
are now babies. So they have adopted Charlie and then three embryos they have adopted are now three babies. Um, I think it's two girls and a boy. And now they've got this beautiful wolf pack and they're like, wow, four babies in the home at once. And they know, you know, they're trying to treasure every moment, even though it's crazy, knowing they're going to look back and be like, oh, we blinked. And now our kids are going off to college. You ever have this happen? A case of mistaken identity. And then you end up having a fantastic conversation with this person (laughs) just because you thought they were somebody else. We're going to talk about that next. You ever have a case of mistaken identity and it leads to this great conversation all because you thought somebody was somebody else? I, I don't know. That, that what, totally what happened? happened to me the other day. It was really cool. I was out mountain biking and I'll admit there was this there was this big downhill and a creek crossing and then a steep uphill and I just, I didn't have it. So I hopped off the bike and I was pushing my bike up the hill. It's like the walk of walk shame. Of shame. <laughs> and this uh, fellow mountain biker came by and he just went, a lot of times mountain bikers do this. They're like, you good? In other words, do you Is have a flat? Okay? Yeah. Do you need equipment? Mm-hmm. I was right. like, oh, I'm good. I just couldn't make it up that hill. And anyway, I caught up to him later and he was just like taking a breather for a second before he continued another trail. And I said, I have the weirdest question for you. Are you a high school football coach? He goes, no, I'm a firefighter. And I said, oh, you you have a doppelganger. I met a high school f- football coach looks that just looks just like, like you. you. He goes, hmm. I graduated from that high school. <laughs> I said, maybe you guys have a kindred spirit. But anyway, he started telling me, um, by then Glenn was there too. And we were thanking him for his service. <laughs> by as then a Glenn, fire- was, Glenn was there. He's like, who's that? <laughs> who's this oh. hun- Who's this hunky guy you're talking to? <laughs> oh, he's just my new fire- he's just my firefighter. He's my firefighter friend. friend. No, it was not like that at all. He was just telling me he was... Mr. February in the firefighter calendar. No, it was not like that at all. But we both of us were thanking him for his service. And we started saying, like, um, I think I'm the one who said, oh, I think it's so cool that you're out here keeping yourself fit. And he was obviously very evidently cut. He had a tank top on and his muscles were, were he, he was fit. You know, he wasn't. There's lots of us mountain bikers like me that aren't fit. But anyway, I said, thanks for keeping yourself so healthy. That's got to be so important for your job. And he said, oh, I'm glad you mentioned that. He said, I am part of a um, a movement. There's a, a great podcast out there. And we have a group of guys. I think it was called uh, Squad 16. And we meet and we try to encourage all of our fellow firefighters to stay fit. Mm. Because it's so vital when you're in that flight or fight moment of fighting a fire or dragging someone out of a fire, you've got to be in shape. You've got to be ready for it. And I just thought it was so cool that he's taken his passion for keeping his fellow guys and women safe when they're out fighting fighters that in his off time, he spends time in these, you know, these groups and these clubs trying to help them all stay healthy. It was really cool. I met somebody cool yesterday at the gym. Just a random, random like interaction. Can't wait to tell you about that next. Taylor had an interaction with a stranger the other day because she thought, thought she knew him. It turns out she didn't. I had an interna- interaction with a nice older lady at the gym yesterday. Um, she was I was so impressed with her because she's I, I would describe her as elderly. She was an elderly lady, but she was getting it in the gym. I mean, she was on the bike and then she was lifting dumbbells and stuff. And then she happened to be on the machine. I finished my workout always on the ab machine. Can't you tell? <laughs> So I'm on the ab machine and she's on the machine next to me and she was having trouble with it. She kept like looking at it and readjusting. And I, I said, do you, do you need any help? I might be able to help you figure out. She goes, no, I, I was pushing it 
back and turns out this thing comes forward. It doesn't go back. And she goes, you know, it's like anything else in life. If all else fails, read the directions. (laughs) (laughs) That's cute. That is one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Can I use that line? If all else fails, read the directions. Yeah. That's like we we tried to do all kinds of stuff and then wait. Oh, wait. I guess I should have read the directions (laughs) first. Right, right. Every. Or when you're baking a cake and you go back to the trash 10 times to relook at the directions. Yes. Or every dad on Christmas morning. They put together whatever toy Santa had left, and there are 40 pieces left over. Well, it seems like it's working okay. <laughs> Just put those pieces in a Ziploc baggie. If we need them later, <laughs> we'll fix it. Hey, did you hear Walmart stores are getting a $9 billion makeover? So what can you expect? New paint and flooring, modernized restrooms and LED lighting and new signage to make it easier to navigate while you shop. And Walmart is adding new dollar shops inside the revamped stores featuring seasonal stuff. I like And those. the pharmacy is going to be, I do too, the pharmacy is going to be bigger and larger screening rooms. You'll also have more checkout options, including staffed and self-checkout lanes. As well as additional grab and go food and drink options. I hate self checkout, and as long as they still have Walmart greeters, because I've been very open about that. When whenever the the powers that be pull the plug on the Kevin and Taylor show, that's my next stop. Walmart yes. greeter. Yeah. If there was ever a job made for me, that is it. So as long as they still have the greeters, they haven't replaced the greeters with AI, then I'm okay. And they then they haven't, right? Not that I know of. Okay. No. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully they never will. They don't even, sorry to make you feel insignificant in your retirement job, but they don't even mention the greeters in the, the giant $9 billion renovation. What? As as long as they don't make some kind of robot, like Wally, the Walmart robot to be your (laughs) great. Hello, welcome to Walmart. As long as they don't do that. It could happen. Yeah. (laughs) Coming up, have you ever lost something super important to you? Hey, this is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good mood. Have you ever lost something super important to you? A guy from Canada was on vacation in St. Augustine, Florida, and he lost a very sentimental ring while swimming in the ocean. Oh, no. They're going to use it as his wedding band when he gets married. Well, he saw this guy with a metal detector and asked him to keep an (laughs) eye out. And that guy's name is Joseph Cook. He's like, yeah, man, I'll look around for it. He didn't give up. And after a full month of searching, guess what? I did it! I found your ring, sir! You're going to get it back, sir! (laughs) He found it buried in the sand. And instead of having Joseph mail the ring back, this guy and his fiancée drove 1,600 miles to thank him in person. Wow. And they said he absolutely is getting an invitation to the wedding. Oh, that's cool. That is awesome, because we all make fun of those guys with the metal detectors. Like, do they really ever find anything? They sure ever enough, find they it. do. Right, right, right. And and by the way, we're talking about phase one of my retirement plan is to be a Walmart greeter. My ideal retirement plan is to be a Walmart greeter at Boca Del Vista. Or is that is that the name of the retirement place where Jerry Seinfeld's family moved? Del Boca Vista. Del Mo- I'm going to be Del Boca Vista, Walmart greeter, uh, till about four o'clock in the afternoon. And then I hit the beach with my metal detector. There you go. After everybody leaves the beach, Sounds go like out there. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's my uh, that is my dream retirement right there. And and I could be a superhero on top of it. I could find somebody's ring that just they like lost. Joseph. Yeah, just like Joseph in the ocean. You ever feel like you um you do things differently and act differently when companies come in? Oh sure, yeah, yeah absolutely. That's that's uh-huh. what's going on in my life. 
again. <laughs> More company. I'll tell you what's going on in just a minute. So you know how I talk about all the time with uh, with kids, like, put me in, coach. What? You want to spend time with me? Okay, okay, okay. Well, that's the way I am with my 11 nieces and nephews. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, my niece, Ariel, was like, hey, do you mind if I come up for a visit? And I was like, when? Wh- when? Just let me know right. so I can block out my right. schedule. You're only going to stay and- for a couple of weeks, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I pick her up from the airport today. Oh, no kidding. So I'm very excited. And I was like running around like a maniac, though, because I just had other guests who sprung on me at the last second. They, they were whole 30. So I was spring- running around like crazy yesterday at a couple different stores getting other food items mm-hmm. for this niece's vid- visit. You want something like... I don't know, like a fun treat in her room. And I last night I made her favorite carrot cake mm. that she loves. I just want her to feel super special. But you also, I noticed when, when company comes, you, I said, you know, do you behave differently? Well, you buy yeah, different totally. food, you buy better mm-hmm. food, you eat more. Mm. And I'm hoping to become a tourist in our own town. Oh, no I've kidding. been taking suggestions from people on social media. Of where to go, where to what visit. What we should do this oh. weekend while she's here. So yeah, I'm super excited. Do you have is your calendar full now with uh, stuff? Or are you uh, going to no, let her we're decide? Still, yeah, we're going to let her weigh in. I'm going to let her look at the like some of the listeners' responses mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and make some decisions based on what she likes to do. Wow. So yeah, I'm excited, but also ready to be a tourist in my own town. I wonder if my husband is going to be like, I don't know, I'm not working from home anymore because what happens when companies arriving on a day like today where I go straight from work right to the airport to pick up my niece, mm-hmm. he's got a to-do list. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like make yeah, the bed, yeah. take the trash and the recycling out because it got full, mm-hmm. um, neat in his office, uh, put the cushions back outside in case we want to sit out there. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he's got, I think there's like five or six and I meant to add like a little like heart and I love you and I, I ran out of time so it's just like this list right by the coffee maker get it done <laughs> and he will he's very sweet do, uh, when company comes do you say make the bed do you guys usually make the bed every day or is this company's coming to make the bed Glenn gets out of bed after me every yeah. day I've gone to right, work right and does and he make the it the bed no? is always unmade yeah and he will except on the weekends when I like wash the sheets and make it all up fancy because mm. I just want to see it like that yeah but he um he uses that study about how good it is to air out your bed <laughs> he'll, he'll just quit. he's like yeah it's good to let it air out Have you, remember we've we've talked about that on the show before giving every man does the Tracy make the bed to every not day make the bed um we straighten it up but the dogs jump up on the bed and if we make it perfectly they jump up and they nest yeah they're like Push all the covers That's into what a Alex pile the anyway. Wintermutt used yeah. to do. She'd push all the pillows off the bed. Yeah, and we've even tried putting one of the dog beds on top of it. Doesn't work. No. They will nest around it's it. It's too much fun. Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. Because they, they'll nest, and then they don't lie on the big pile. They lie next to it. Yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> Ever have a spouse or a child jump out and you scream, oh, you scare me to death. Give me a heart attack. Yeah. Yes. Well, believe it or not, that may actually be healthy for you. Mm. Yeah. If someone surprised you or scared you enough that you screamed, it might actually be a healthy boost. In a new survey, more than half of Americans say they believe screaming positively affects their health. And more than half of millennials say the louder they scream, the better they feel afterwards. <laughs> Women are more likely to say they scream out of fear Men are more likely to say they scream out of pain. Mm. That's self-reporting. That's not me. That's guys saying that about themselves. Mm. Uh, There is some science behind screaming and being healthy. 
A psychologist say that screaming can release positive chemicals in your brain and have a cathartic effect that reduces stress. Hmm. So, great. If my husband just heard this, now he's going to jump out and scare me even more. <laughs> right, and doing it for your health. Are you a spender or a saver? Coming up, how you answer that question may reflect your happiness level. Are you a spender or a saver? How you answer that question may reflect your happiness level. Hmm. Do you want to guess, Kev? I'm going to say spenders are happier. Because I'm pretty happy and I'm a spender. Yeah. Close to 60% of Americans consider themselves to be spenders. Just over 30% are savers. 10% say they're a mix of both. And spenders might actually be the happiest overall. Mm -hmm. At least for now. (laughs) Spenders were more likely to say they're happy with their personal life, their work life, and their current relationship. The question is, will will they be happier in the future? Huh. When they spend all their money. When they run out of money. <laughs> <laughs> I say I'm totally a mix of both. Yeah. Sometimes I like really, really spend and sometimes I'm like ridiculously frugal. Yeah. Yeah. We should talk about this. Are you a spender or saver? And does does either one lead to happiness? No. Give us a call. My wife is unique in that whole spender saver thing. Tell you about her in a minute. So are you a spender or a saver or a delightful, whimsical, maddening mix of both? (laughs) (laughs) We'd love to hear from you. We're talking about being a spender or a saver. I'll admit I'm a spender. I'm a a spender. Um, I'm, I'm not on board with the whole... You have to pick. I like experiences or stuff. I like both. (laughs) Yes, please. I'll have both. I don't think they need to be mutually exclusive. I don't think you get a moral high ground for saying, oh, I like experiences, not things. You don't, but you pose that on people. Oh, no, no. People do. Oh, totally. No, it's just a fun thing to have experience gifts. Right. And and cool stuff makes the experience even better. (laughs) Right. Like you go to a concert and you get the t-shirt. There you go. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So uh, my wife has a weird spender saver thing. Of of the two of us, she's way more the saver. She saves, 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 saves. However, when like we went on vacation, we took a a trip, like YOLO trip for our 35th wedding anniversary, went to Germany. We went to a clock making uh, uh, like little shop way up in the black forest in the mountains in Germany. Tracy grew up with a cuckoo clock in her kitchen, and she was like, Man, I, when we visit there, if I see one I'd like to get, can we get it? I'm like, well, let's see how much they are. And it was a splurge. It was a splurge buying You guys that, got a cuckoo clock? Buy, yeah, we got a handmade cuckoo clock. It is. Does it go being, off every hour? It, like, cuckoo, uh, cuckoo. Like every 15 minutes. But, no way. <laughs> but it's coming from Germany right now, and it, was, it wasn't cheap, but I sat there thinking like, well... When are we ever going to get back here? This is going to be every time she hears it, she's going to have these great memories of her childhood growing mm-hmm. up with one of her cousins. She's going to be so proud of it. She's already, and she's already picking out like, what do you think if we put it here? What do you think we put it? It's I made wonder her, what your dogs are going to think of the cuckoo going off every 15 minutes. It's made her so happy. Just the idea that this thing is coming. I know it's going to make her happy to have it, have it in her home. However, we weren't, we were got back on the little tour bus and are driving back through the mountains to our boat. And she was already Having buyer's remorse. We spent Ooh. we spent too much. We should not have spent that much. So she'll splurge and spend and then feel bad about it. Ah. Whereas you don't feel bad at all about spending the money on the cuckoo oh, no. clock. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Because uh, cool. I know how happy it's going to make her. Yeah. It's going to make her so I just so can't wait to hear how your dogs happy. react. That's going to be an unfolding story for all of us. I think it's going to drive them cuckoo. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how they're going to react to it. No, no doubt. So, but we'd love to hear from you. Are you a spender or are you a saver? Are you like Tracy? You'll spend and then regret it. 
Hey, Garth, we're talking about being a spender or a saver. Which one are you, and do you think it makes you happy? Um, I'm a little bit of both, more of a saver than a spender. However, there's a caveat. If I'm, for example, if I'm at a grocery store and I'll try and get, you know, the the house brand stuff because, you know, the name brand stuff's too expensive. But yeah. if I go in, but if I go into a bookstore, it's all over. <laughs> it depends on the category. Uh, that's I'm your done. weakness. I can walk out. I can easily walk out with about forty or fifty dollars worth of books <laughs> if I'm not careful. <laughs> and then that creates another problem because they go right on your nightstand, and you've got a pile of books that you already bought that you haven't read, and then your wife goes nuts. Not that I've lived that right, reality exactly. today, but <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> I feel your pain, bro. Well, thanks for calling. Okay, we'll, we'll talk to you later, Garth. Party on. <laughs> so, who is more excited about becoming a grandparent? You or your other half? My wife. <laughs> have your parents ever pressured you to have kids? My mom. I remember when Glenn and I first got married. Before she know she knew we were going to go on an infertility journey. She would tell me like. You're never going to be able to afford kids. I put your oldest sister in a laundry basket. You don't need baby stuff. (laughs) Just have the kids. But uh, then she backed off, of course. Uh, Well, I don't know why they had to do this poll because everyone knew the answer. Uh, A poll found moms are way more likely to pressure their kids to have kids than dads. Totally. 21% say their mom has asked for grandchildren. Only 8% say their dad has. I think that that's probably true, not just with kids, but with everything. Moms are way more likely to pressure their kids than dads are. That mom will pressure about something like the kids, and after the conversation's done, or they hang up, or whatever, or the kids leave, they'll be like, I might want to dial that back a little bit. The dad says that <laughs> yeah, to yeah, the mom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. I'm just saying from, from our own experience, my own experience with Tracy, because she is like pining to be a grandmother. I mean, like hard. Aw, that's sweet. I feel the kid's pain of just like, mom, mom. And give me some breathing room, <laughs> yeah, right, please. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So I'd like to talk about this. Moms and dads, do they pressure their kids about grandkids? And is it too much? Who pressures more? But I think it brings up a bigger topic about when your kids grow up. And how you communicate with them as they get older, as they move into hashtag adulting, do you treat them like hashtag adults? Let's talk about that next. So I think when when you fly the nest, when you leave your parents' home, that can be one of the, the most uh, exciting and stressful times ever, right? It's exciting because you're flying the nest, you're on your own. And it's stressful because you're flying the nest and you're on your own, right? But you really want to spread your wings and be an adult. You know, start doing adult things and, and, you know, it's all on you. You want that responsibility. Meanwhile, your parents are at home and they're like, well, you're still their kid. And they they probably treat you that way, even though you're like, wow, I'm paying my own bills. I drive to work every day. My alarm clock goes off. I get up on my own. I make my own breakfast. Don't have mom waking me up. Right. You, you've got that mind frame because you're out in the world. But your parents are still their little kid. And that, to me, in my experience, can cause a rub. It can cause some some conflict and and just having to grow through that with our own kids, because we have four kids and all but one are out on their own. So one of the hardest things for us to do is to treat is to wind up treating them like adults and it just you just slip into those it's almost like your 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 life you've got these ruts in the road that is your life and it's just easy mm-hmm. to slip into those ruts and those that's your default position but what i've learned with the kids is 
they've become adults. They are young men and women. They have their own thoughts, their own feelings, their own way that they're going to live life. Yeah. And you have to, as a parent, respect them as adults or you're going to have problems. Yeah, and it goes back to that whole, do you pressure your kids to have grandkids or not? That's kind of a fun age old thing that mm-hmm. happens. But at some point you have to be emotionally aware enough to go, OK, this is causing them some stress. Yeah. I need to back off. Yeah. You sound so much like my oldest sister, Suzanne, because her oldest is five days apart in age from your son, Kyle. Mm. And her her three daughters are little stepping stones, just like your three daughters. Yeah. And no son first. And she's often said that that young adult parenting mm-hmm. has been her hardest phase in life mm. because you have no control. They're on their own <laughs> and you can offer suggestions, but it's like you said, it's up to them. Well, they, they shatter the illusion that you ever had control to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> right. You have no control. You never did at all anyway. So, um, but yeah, it, it is a, it's a growth curve and, and I wish that um, both the kids and the parents could all agree, hey, this is going to take some learning, some grace. We need to give give ourselves some margins here and know that we're going to hurt each other's feelings every now and then, but we're a family, so we're going to apologize and move on. But in the heat of things, sometimes that doesn't always happen. But that's why uh, you know family is like the big laboratory to learn how to live your life. Do you text someone before you call to make sure it's okay that you call? Do you text them first and say, okay, I'm going to call you. Is that all right? If you don't, you're doing it wrong. Got some new rules of etiquette for iPhones and using your phone. Some of these, I'm like, what? No way. We'll talk about them next. So do you have any pet peeves about how people use their phones, particularly in like public and commonly shared areas? Mm, I don't like when um, I'm in the stall in the bathroom and someone walks in on the phone. Mm. Because then you're like... Is yeah. it okay if they hear a loud flush? <laughs> well, that's a big no. That's one of the big, big universal no's. If you're talking on your phone in in a public restroom, people are not liking that you're doing that. That's a universal one. Yeah. Um, one one for me is uh, when people walk around and they have it on speaker and they're holding the phone flat in their palm and they're just having a loud conversation and the person on the other end, I can you can hear the whole thing. Like full blast, like in the grocery store, or elevator or something. Mm-hmm. That to me, I, I get really uncomfortable with that. Um, don't 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 like that. But here are some new rules of etiquette when it comes to using your phone. And one of them is: Do you text people before you call them? Like if you're going to call your niece or your sister, do you text her first? Hey, I'm going to call you in five minutes. Is that okay? I might with my niece, but definitely not with my sister. No. So it depends. It usually is age. Appropriate. If it's younger people, I text first because I know they're not going to pick up. Social courtesy that allows the receiver to let you know this call is coming in. And if they don't respond, you should assume that's a no. Mm. I know like my niece, uh, one of my nieces, she totally prefers voice memos Yeah, to anything else. To actually having a conversation with you or... Overall, just because she's, I think she's just really busy and it's Mm. fun for her. Like she doesn't feel like she's bothering me. She'll leave me a voice memo on her lunch break at work, Mm. that kind of thing. Well, you know what? Come to mention, you think of the number of phone calls we get nowadays, way more than we used to. Way more. Just because we have these phones with us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And we're, you know, I jump in the car and I think, okay, who do I have to call? Because I've got all this time commuting, you know, back and forth work or home or whatever. So people are getting more calls now than ever. But they're saying you should text first. I don't know if I'm going to do that. Somebody doesn't want to talk to me. They'll just let it go to voicemail. I'm totally fine with that. Okay. Is it okay 
to randomly FaceTime someone? No. If you're not supposed to call them, then FaceTime's even more invasive. They say that no unless you're really close to that person. So mm-hmm. like Glenn, you could randomly FaceTime him. Uh, next question we're going to talk about. FaceTiming someone in a public shared area. Is that a yay or a nay? We'll talk about that next. We're talking about uh, etiquette for your for your iPhone and we're talking about FaceTiming people. And we already established it's never okay to just surprisingly FaceTime someone. But let's suppose you got the go ahead and you're FaceTiming them. Uh, is it okay to do that in public? Like, you know, I don't know, in the mall or at the grocery store, or, you know, a public setting where other people are. Is that ever okay? I would say absolutely not. Because what if the person feels a comfort level with you and they answer in their pajamas or like, hair askew or whatever, they're not going to want everyone at the mall to see them. Hmm. Well, the, the answer is based more on your the other people who are sharing that space with you, not on who the person you're FaceTiming with, because you've already gotten their permission. They've already said it's okay. But the people around you might be annoyed. So they're saying if you do it without headphones, that's a big no, no matter how close people are. But they're saying if you have headphones on and they are 10 feet or more away, then it's okay. Got it. So I guess you just have to keep, you know, like a measuring tape with you. (laughs) (laughs) Which, by the way, you're backing up my reasoning for if you're going to post just yourself talking at a camera. Yeah. If you don't have captions on, almost nobody is going to get your message. Huh? Oh, you mean because none of us have the volume on on our phone ever. People who do like I call it dashboard confessional. Their phone is always mounted on their dashboard and they're speaking very sincerely about something that's very, very meaningful that they feel your life will be enriched by sharing. And there's no captions. You don't know what the subject matter is. And that happened to me the other day. And it was like a friend of mine. I was like, oh, well, I'll go back and figure out what they wanted to talk about later. And I never did. Mm. So if you don't put the captions on, people are missing what you're saying. Have you, have you ever noticed that most of the folks, that it, it, people that do that, they do it all the time. They post the like dashboard confessional things all the time. And it's always their moment of, I'm just having a very peaceful Zen Christ-like moment here. And the people that post those all the time are... The people who are the, the most high strung that you've ever met. That's funny. <laughs> They're sharing with every, everyone else how to be Zen and peaceful and Christ like. But, but you know them too well. Uh, that, that, that has not been my experience with that person. <laughs> I get a lot of enjoyment out of that. So if you're one of those people, please keep posting.